nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 79. This week we are talking Game of Thrones returning, Marvel's Daredevil, Deadpool getting hit by a car, Olivia Munn joining the X-Men, and Spider-Gwen's ass starting a great war, a great artist war of 2015. I'm R.A. Rain. With me are Travis, Chris, and Ethan. Hey, guys. Hi. So, uh, since no one else really watched Game of Thrones this week, uh, it started, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, season five. Winter is as, coming. As Chris keeps asking, is winter coming? No, winter's still no, not winter, coming. No, winter's yeah, yeah. coming. It's just not here. Oh. Yes. Winter is coming. It's just coming like very, by very season slow. nine. It's or eventually 10. coming. It's totally be you would think that they've gone through a couple seasons, like not no season, not television. All five season. seasons is just five days. No, 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 not television seasons. I mean, like no, fall, winter, summer, those all, kind of seasons. All five seasons comprises five days. That's it. Each season is oh. just a single day. Yes, but we've we've seen the universe expand even more. So it's like uh, twenty four. Yes, everything takes place within 24 hours. Each episode is an hour. One day. In life. Bran grew up so fast in 24 hours. He's eating his vitamins. No way. Which one 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 was the one that disappeared? Which kid just disappears after the first season? The younger brother. What was his name? I forget. What was was Bran's younger brother? The youngest... uh, uh, Puny Stark. Stark, yeah. Puny Stark. Willow. Was it, Will- it was Willow. Was it really Willow? Apparently in the books he comes back and plays like a Willow. Huge <laughs> that movie rocks, dude. I want to see Peter Diggle. That movie is badass. Peter Diggle awesome. and Willow team up for Willow 2. Isn't isn't Willow dead? <laughs> oh no wait. He, I think he's probably the special guest of honor at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> he's going to show up in Star Wars episode 7. Is he is he like the most important uh, person there? What the hell was that kid's name? Bran Jr. Who? Bran the Third. Son of no, isn't it Rickon? Could be. I don't know. Icon Rickon. Well, there's a great shirt. They always they have those shirts that say you know like the 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 hog the the Harry Potter one is like Harry and Ron and Hermione Mm. and Wesley and whatever, right? So they have one for the Starks, and so it's like Ned and the mother and Rob and whatever. But the last name, whatever the kid's name is, is crossed out. <laughs> it's like, he's not in the fucking series. <laughs> he just disappears. I think he made hilarious. it He made it to season two or three, and then... Did he, I heard... I, I thought I remember... Because I remember even season one going, wasn't there another kid? What well, because he, he went with Bran and, they, and, and Hodor and the other two. Hodor. And then they split off when they were going to the wall, and he didn't want him to go to the wall. So they just left the kid in the middle of the wilderness. They left him somewhere. Here but you go, dire wolves. He's the only character I think that's never been seen again, just completely off the map. Yeah, without having any like close to his story. I mean, yes, I'm sure there's other characters that you haven't seen, but because that's because they die or they're like, right. oh, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Game of Thrones was my launching pad. Anyway, engine, uh, speaking of which, did you see the uh, the Terminator Genesis trailer today? No, I heard it was terrible. It's uh Alex Arnold, he's older. He's older and he's still machine. Yeah, I know. So apparently See what happens is the machine. 
No, no. See, what happens is like the machines, you know, they grow older. Also, the skin on top of us, it's like a living organism. And, you know, it, it does the things that the living organisms do. It, it, it ages and it grows old and, and then, then the, it just and stays then the there. Kalisa, the Kalisa comes in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then, the, you know, the, the things of the California... Uh, the California discussion about Arnold Schwarzenegger at work today because of this. Khaleesi, Khaleesi, and my friend just turns Khaleesi and says, uh, one of my associates turns and is like, he was governor of the state. I'm like, yeah, you know it. It was, I was amazing. I had so much fun, and then I hated it like within a day. So the little boy's name is a recon. Recon, R- recon star. Recon, go. yeah, like you recon. That's what he's doing. Like he's in the recon. army, you recon. He's, he's out doing he's recon. He's, he's out like, looking for. Is Reekin. He was looking yeah, for uh, dragons. No, you're thinking of the other one, Reek. <laughs> yes, Reek. That's who. Uh, what's his name becomes, which they haven't gotten that far in it. Um, yes, yeah, but apparently the apparently the uh, the Terminator Genesis, t- the Terminator came back ten years before the original movie. Yeah, the the Terminator Genesis wipes out. At least three in the Sarah, Sarah Chronicles. Yes. And then I guess someone had said it might even wipe, wipe out two because two has the stupidest time paradox. Yes. <laughs> you just look at it like don't think about don't think about the last hour of Terminator for more than five minutes or your head your brain has an aneurysm and you die. I think it wipes out everything after before Terminator. Well, it does if it goes all the way. Yeah, if he shows up in 1974 or whatever. Yeah. What's the first Terminator like? Nineteen eighty four, eighty five, something like that. Yeah. So if because the first that, one, yeah, nineteen eighty four, right? Was it eighty four? So. Well, because at, at one point you see old Arnold, yeah. see young Yarn Arnold, Yarnold, <laughs> see young y- Arnold come the, the, from the original Hell Terminator, no, and he says, you know "I've been waiting sh- for you." You know, you know who they said should have played young Arnold should have been the kid he had with that with the iguana maid because <laughs> he looks exactly like him just skinnier honey um i'm pretty sure no no don't no it's okay no it's not he just you know when when someone's around someone the long time like this you know he starts to look like me but you know it's not genetics or anything that that's never been proven you know it's just you know people can shape change Maybe he's an alien. Maybe know, he's the, the Terminator 2000. Yeah, you know, you can change all of his all of his things and then and, and become all the things that you do when you change your you change shape. So speaking of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Arnold so, should be in Game of Thrones. Apparently over the weekend they leaked online the first four episodes. Okay. And they there's a lot of speculation that the company leaked them. Because they are, they have like the um, the watermark and you know the the, you know like the screeners. Well, I don't know if it the had, company leaked them or somebody somebody, in the company somebody within the company leaked them. Hasn't hasn't uh, the production company or HBO Hodor leaked them? Hodor leaked them. Hodor. Uh, the production company or someone within HBO has said they're the the site that first had it that they're going to sue them. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to get rid of them. So I don't think HBO did it because you don't you don't take that step if you're the ones that actually wanted to have it out there. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that you don't, you don't go into a entire like, hey, we're gonna release everything. Oh, I'm gonna sue everybody for releasing this. That, yeah, so like, hey, we're mad, but you know, nobody. You notice Fox didn't sue the fifty three thousand websites that showed the Deadpool footage. Yeah, you know, um, I know that that became like the big thing on Facebook was, I'm such a Game of Thrones fan, but I don't know if I should watch this. <laughs> should I? Should I wait? Should I, I was like, oh my god. No, it, it was worth it. It was good. Um. 
Yeah, there's a lot still going on and a lot of stuff that they, you know. You mean there's stuff, there's stuff still going there's on? There's stuff still going on. Sweet. Yes. Do they still do the thing where they uh, they talk about a battle for like the, the entire episode but they don't show you what happened? I know. You, that's a you see a little bit of it. No, there's, there's one thing. I know that. It's a but season. Yeah, no, they, just, they discuss it. Yeah. Well, that was. I've told you the story when I was watching the first season when I was here at Rich's house. Uh, I noticed very early on, I'm like, boy, they just keep talking about battles, but you don't really see anything. Right. No, there's no visual. It's just it's just that you get it through story. It's like reading a book, but audio. Well, they told the story of um, the end of season two, whatever that battle is on King's Landing by the Bay. And the producers... Blackwater had, Bay? Whatever. Um, or in the Bay, I guess. The producers had to pretty much like put their children up as collateral in order to get the money from HBO to film that. <laughs> because as they said, if we keep doing this, where we, we don't really show what happens, we just go after... It was not going to survive. Be- the, the, there was a contingency plan where basically it was, um, uh, who's Peter Dinklage's character? J- not not Jamie. Tyron. Tyron. Uh, where like yeah, Tyron just kind of sits there and describes the battle to somebody else. Tyron is his father. Tyron's his father. Tywin yeah. is his father. Tywin. Tyron. Tywin. Tywin. Are you th- no no? Tywin's a father. Correct. Tyrion. 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 Dinklage. Anyway. Yes, um, thank you. He was, yeah, he was basically just supposed to sit there and say, "Boy, that, <laughs> Travis that smacks his forehead." <laughs> hey, cut me some slack. It's been a while since I've watched it. You're just combining names it's been now. Even, been even longer. Mm-hmm. I think I watched. I watched two. So then Joe I watched two in. episodes of season three. <laughs> at the start of season four, when HBO was free for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then all of a sudden now, now they all have like simple names. You know, Joe, Sally. Well, when I watched that, thank God that first season that I watched here was on DVD because you had the, the booklet. Because I'm like pausing it and going, wait, who the <laughs> fuck is this? All right, hold on. I'm like looking at the booklet, like pointing at different faces. Well, some names. of the family trees don't fork off. They just, you know, go yeah, straight down. I was just like, wait, what? So speaking of watching things. Um, wow. What? Speaking of watching things. Yes. Speaking of watching things. Segway. There was a moment of segway. Uh Marvel's Daredevil premiered on Netflix over the weekend. Really? I couldn't tell. I didn't... Uh, you mean because the internet was blown God, up? That show was so good. I went, uh, yeah, I went on Facebook and no one was talking about it. Mm. Did anyone else have any trouble streaming it? Like it stopped at one point? The, we- the weirdest thing that happens for me nope. is it keeps giving... Whenever there's something written, like when they look at a newspaper or something, I get German subtitles. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, it's weird. And I can't... Like I've gone what? back into the settings and I've turned all the subtitles off. <laughs> But that's the only time you get it. So ah, it wants to dare you. When when you know, <laughs> Ben Urich picks up a, a newspaper for the the subway color thing, this is probably later than where you are. Um, but you know he picks up a newspaper yeah, and it'll no, say. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Subway. Was it okay? Subway color thing. I'm with you. Yeah. So it would. You know, the, so in German on the bottom of my screen, you know, it's like Ich bin Subway in color. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I cannot turn it off. It's really weird. Well, but all everything else works. That's you know, this, hilarious. You don't know? Are you? What's that? Are you sure you haven't been somehow region locked into Germany though? I don't think so. You may, I mean, it I may have, be with the Roku, something up with the Roku. That's what I'm thinking. There's something wrong with the yeah, Roku. It's not and Netflix it's not like it's the whole I mean, if it was the whole thing, it would suck, but it's 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 pretty easy. I mean, there's a lot of subtitles it would in suck it anyway. if it was dubbed in German as you're trying to watch it. I don't know if it would, I don't know how much it would suck. I think that would be kind of cool. <laughs> 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 
You hear you Naho kinda, you kinda speaking what, Japanese and German. What? Uh, that's, what uh, that's what Chuck Norris can do. Chuck Norris can speak Russian and French. Um, uh, I wonder what uh, bones cracking sounds like in German or in German. Eichken. Cracking. So there were thirteen episodes. How many did uh, you guys make it through? I got apparently through nine because you got through ten. Yeah, I got through ten. I thought I was through ten, so I've still got four hours to go. Travis, Travis, uh, if, if you guys would be quiet, I can watch episode four. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a great podcast. <laughs> so we can't really do much talking about. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we can talk. We can talk about because everyone watched season or season two. Jeez, crackers. Episode two, and that's the end of episode two. Was the first thing that people started posting about on my on my page, like the hallway fight at the end of episode two. To me and to oh, a lot of other people was like, God, that's so okay, weird. I know where this is. And and there was an article in Entertainment Weekly last week talking about, you know, why it's cool to watch Daredevil and Arrow and Flash and these other superhero shows are kind of down in this thing. You know, like you're ashamed yeah. to admit you watch them or whatever. But one of the things that, that they interviewed one of the, the either producers or fight coordinators or what have you. And they said, wait till the end of season or the end of season. I keep doing that. The end of episode two. If you want to fight. There you go. I mean, the choreography in that, and it is one straight shot. Is that the one with the Russians and he's saving the yeah. boy or something? Yeah, yeah. when he's in the hallway. He's in the hallway, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's the hall- yeah. What I loved about that fight scene was it was awkward enough because it was in such a close quarters that you know the choreography didn't seem as crisp as you get in a lot of fights. And was yeah. it all one take? Yes, it was all it's one all, take. That's what they said. It's all one take. It's extremely yeah, it was well a one take shot. Yeah. yeah. It was, hmm. oh. So I imagine there's some improv- improv- improvisation in that as well, but really well choreographed. Yeah, I think oh, most a, of the fight scenes I, that I've watched so far I'd be, are great. I'd be amazed if they... I, I would honestly be super amazed if they did any kind of improvisation in a fight scene just because of the fact that you start improvising when somebody thinks they should be blocking you get you hurt. Know, left instead of right or whatever. Who knows? Maybe someone got hurt. And maybe he that's really exactly when people start getting broken bones and stuff. Maybe yeah. he really hurt all those people. <laughs> he did. He killed all those actors. No, he doesn't kill anybody. Um, so since you guys have made it through three episodes, have you felt or seen any any flaws in the show? Uh, not through three. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought I already have one. Within three episodes, there's some huge flaws. Whoa, huge! Flaws. It's huge. only one season. I'm, I'm oh. sorry, Travis. That no, totally no. looked like you were just taking a line of code. <laughs> yeah, I, I found that's, one that's one problem head. with it. That's that's what it that's what it takes. Your head, your head was shit. here, and then all of a sudden you just duck down close enough for just where your nose goes out of frame, <laughs> and then no. you pop up real quick. You're all happy all of a sudden. Everything's fine. Everything's Everything's great. awesome. Uh no, so I made it through all thirteen within two days. Um Yeah, we know you wouldn't respond to us when we we're trying to figure out a dinner plan. <laughs> we are we well, just, between that and then get angry that we didn't finish the oh, It was so good. I was sitting there for two hours waiting for Rich to respond back. Yeah, and that I'm was, sitting there and I'm like I knew I knew as soon as he said what episode he was on earlier, I'm like, yeah. well that's not happening. Well no, that's <laughs> the thing. I was trying to get an answer from him and I'm sitting there and I'm that's not why, watching the that's show. That's why I, I gave like, up, but I was like, I could have gone further it. into the show, but no, I'm waiting here just in case he's like, Yeah, okay, let's do dinner. Now starting Friday, I guess when I got home from work, we we all cuddled up on the couch and started watching it, and just not not all of us, mind you, everybody yeah. was listening. Yeah. We do not cuddle on the couch. So wait, together. did you have Arabella watch it? Arabella sat on the couch with her iPad and headphones on. 
because that's that's always a good show to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the little one. Um, I thought for sure you were Chris's go- your complaint was going to be that it was trying too hard to remind everybody that it's part of the cinematic universe. I don't think it does at all because the first three episodes. I, I think it's very to me. It's very organic. Yes, that's the because way I felt. But I just there's a big... wait. What are you What are you going to say about the first three episodes? Within the first three episodes, there's probably four or five times that they revert, either refer to the Battle of New York, Captain America, or you know, or, or Iron Man, or, or some sort, or Thor. But one of the Wait, things in with the this, first three episodes, yes, no, they don't, they don't reference any of that. In the first three episodes, they reference it. The, the one that I, I remember being really organic is because it's a construction company. They mention that. New York is the right place to be at that time if you're a construction company because there's so much they have to Because there were so many things falling out of the, the sky. Difference, and... The difference with this is it's organic because they're in New York. Mm-hmm. Where you have S.H.I.E.L.D. in Romania trying to find some weapon and going, hey, remember when Captain America ripped that laser gun off of that alien? Well, that's what this laser gun looks like. And it's like, mm-hmm. ugh. You know, it to me, it was, it was a stretch. That's not forced at all. Yeah, there's... It's very organic. It's very subtle in terms of its storytelling, mm-hmm. its dialogue, its production value in a good way. Yeah. This is I'm watching the first couple of shows, and I watched the the premiere, the the pilot for Powers. We talked about that a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I just I just wanted to call the people at Powers and go cancel your show, watch this, and start over mm-hmm. because. It does so much with so little. You watch those first couple episodes, and it, the one problem I had with it was trying to watch it during the day, because oh, yeah. where my TV is, the my window is right behind it. Mm-hmm. It is a bitch to figure out what the hell's going on because it's so dark. Yeah. Um, so your complaint about the TV show is that your living room isn't conducive to watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm not complaining about it. I'm complaining about the yeah the situation that it was in. Yes, all the TV um, producers need to come to Chris's house. No, it, and readjust his living room so he can watch. The it show. was weird though because, and I think Travis, you'll see it in episode four, is when you okay. finally start showing you some of the same places in the light. The first time you see Murdoch's apartment. In the daytime, you're like, oh, wait, that totally looks different. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. I thought it was a, ah. it was a sea change in, in the fourth episode because you have that. You have something in a courtroom, and you're like, okay. But it still holds on to that kind of dark and, and gritty or whatever. And then especially when you get to more scenes with the kingpin and where he's at, his his place and his businesses, yeah. it's a little more well lit. Oh, I'll um, tell you, the, the casting on this show was perfect. The casting for I I love Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin for about ninety percent of it. What do you there's mean? Some, there's some choices that I don't. I don't want to say anything because Travis hasn't gotten into a lot of the little ticks. Um, Are you talking just, about character choices that he made as an actor? Uh, just kind of the just kind of the way that he. It's the voice that kind of gets me when he just really changes it. Hmm. I understand it. I think I, I know what you're talking about. I think, oh. but it's a different kingpin than the kingpin that. Yes, you're introduced to this is much more of I want to say it's Daredevil Yellow, but I think I might be wrong. It might be a Bendis story where because Vanessa's in it, and there's a point in which the Kingpin completely retires right. in the comics. He just goes to Europe. He's like the hell with this. I don't want to do this anymore. And Vanessa runs right the the whole empire. Who well, there's a point when she when he goes to prison that she does it too. Yeah. So, um, outside of that, Ben Urich, that actor's amazing. Oh. 
I and that voice. I mean, he's done voiceover for so many commercials yeah. or whatever. Like I'm listening to his voice, going, "God, I've heard this a thousand times," mm-hmm. and he's really well done. There's, uh, I, I can't. Uh, so, um, Foggy's great. Did you get great. to Rosario Dawson's character yet, Traff? Senior Foggy. Yeah, it's the second episode. Second right? episode. <clears throat> the uh, Rosario Dawson. That's the second episode, isn't it? When they find uh, which yep, starts she's with, second episode. Yeah, yep. Matt in the dumpster. I'm wondering if yep. she's going to turn yep. up in dumpster Civil War Matt. because her character does play a part in Civil War. What part does she play in Civil War? She's the she she is the superhero doctor. Where all the doc where when any of the superheroes get boo boos, they go to her. Boo boos. Boo boos. <clears throat> so she does. She plays a part in Civil when they War. They get boo boos. They go to her. Boo boos. So I'm just wondering if if she's going to show up in that. Did you get to? Um, is the third episode the flashback to the origin? What happens to Jack? Uh, the third. The third episode is the parallel storyline with his dad. And no, wait. That's episode two, right? Where they're they're well, which back one? You've seen, you've seen the, yeah, him you've and like fighting the, um, and getting knocked down. So the third, the third episode is um, basically the origin uh, when they're actually doing the courtroom drama and they're trying to defend the guy that right. uh, murdered the guy in the uh, bowling alley. Because oh, yeah. you see the, the 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 fight that I mean, you know that the origin of what happens to Jack, right, in the comics. His dad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you get to the? Did yes. you get to that in the show? Or is that episode four? Nope. I can't remember. Okay. Because yeah, they, they said that there was a you know connection to Shield, and that's what it is. Well, the, the uh, connection is Creel. Yeah, yeah. It's a younger, it's a younger Creel. Right, but that's not that was the addition. He didn't fight Creel in the comic. Correct, he was just a regular guy because it was much older. Right. Um, but I thought, yeah, it's those little pieces, and then there's one a lot later in the episode I just watched. Yeah, there's a um, there's a lot of little snippets. There's little things that the when they show the water tower on the other building. That's a big part of the mm-hmm. comics. There was a water tower that was the top of uh, Matt's building, even though it's not in this case. Mm-hmm. It was the one next to Rosario Dawson's character's <clears throat> building. The um, the one thing I was when wondering. When you get to Fisk's tailor, that's somebody yes. from the comic, too. So that was kind of fun. So, no, it's like I said, it's a really well done show. It's now, not so a. Okay. I'm trying to think of where you guys are in relation to that character. I've just been introduced. So. You've just in been introduced. In relation to which character, Rosiera? No, 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 no. Zero. Something okay. happens later that we're kind of talking encryption here. Not encryption. It's just <clears throat> his. Ah, that's funny. So here's this one thing I was wondering. Taylor is somebody, and all I've been is introduced, and so I don't know anything else about him. So that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell's Kitchen. Where is it in relation to Avengers Tower? Shouldn't be anywhere near it. I don't even think is Hell's Kitchen even in Manhattan. Hell's Kitchen's a borough off of. It's not a borough. It's a, so. it's a section. It's a, well, it's a, it's section, a section, but it's it, a borough, right? Like uh, off of Brooklyn or something. Mm-hmm. That's I think it's Brooklyn. I don't think it's yeah. Because <clears throat> uh, I was Hell's trying. Kitchen is in Manhattan. Is it? Is it? Because I was trying yeah. to figure out where in relation. Because not that it's a spoiler or anything, but you don't see Avengers Tower in the background. Uh, and I it's thought also it's it's also known as uh, it's it's a uh, Midtown West and um, uh, Clinton. Mm. Is considered Hell, Hell's Kitchen. The city is you running for you president. You don't know any of that, do you? <laughs> yes, the city is running for president. Let's get let's get political in here. Um, you know what? I can, all of a sudden, when I was sitting here watching it, uh, at one point, 
I just I started grinning and everything. Beth looked at me and goes, "What are you smiling at?" And getting you, know, you could tell I was getting giddy. I was like, "Spider Man's running around somewhere in the city behind there." I'm like, "So are the Avengers." This is why we don't watch anything Marvel related. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was looking at the trivia on IMDb, and one of the trivia points it says this takes place after the events of Age of Ultron. So this story apparently huh. takes place after. What's going to happen in Age of Ultron? I don't think it does, Which though. Is, huh? That's fascinating. Which is interesting. I was like, oh, okay. Well, let me finish. I would like to out. see. I would like to see where it fits in the timeline, but yeah. I, I did seem like it was more. Thing, well, this is the cool thing about it. it. Doesn't matter. True. And that's the thing. All you have to know is it's after. It's at some point after the attack on New York, mm-hmm. and that attack on New York has little bits and pieces where she says, you know. Rosario Dawson says something about that, where she's like, yeah, people just fell from the sky instead of right. trying to shoot everybody. Obviously, the construction company has something to do with it. Um, and know, I think it, that's really all that it is. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not... Well, the, that's uh, why picking this is... is The characters that they picked for these series, as they're, as they're street level, is you understand why they wouldn't have any interaction with the Avengers, and you also understand why the Avengers wouldn't have any interaction with them. Right. Until you get to... You know, if you get to the end of where Power Man would be... Where Luke Cage would be, then you could be kind of like, I could see the Avengers call him and go, "Hey." So yeah, then you get Heroes for Hire and stuff. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you'll get you'll get Defenders obviously at the end of it, but it's just there well, isn't there isn't a point where you're halfway through the Avengers movie and you're sort of thinking, shouldn't somebody call Thor's girlfriend, and let him know he's back on Earth because he wasn't supposed to be here, and there's little stuff like that. Here you're like, I totally understand why a mass vigilante in the middle of Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. isn't going to have you know. Captain America show up and go, what the hell are you doing? He's right, not on know, the radar yet. That's right, what I mean. Right. That's what I'm saying. They, they, <laughs> pick, they pick the right sort of things. Whereas if you had done a show, uh, hell, look at S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. You'll sit there and go through S.H.I.E.L.D. and go, you kind of wonder where some of these guys are. Mm-hmm. You know, They just sort of half mention them here and there. But some of the threats that they face or some of the things that they've done, you're like, shouldn't somebody show up? But, some even, but even S.H.I.E.L.D.'s right. been kind of low radar you know, compared to some of the events that you've seen in Captain no, America. I'm sorry, that's low rated, not low rated. <laughs> Um, I am curious to see how Daredevil will fit into the into the world going further, especially since he is the first vigilante superhero with a secret identity. So it'll be interesting, you know, to see if it fits into Civil War, or you know how they mention you know all these other people well, like popping said, up. The, the the thing that I said coming after Shield and with everything else, it's just you can't keep tying. To do to tie and tie your TV series, your Netflix series, your episodic television series into your movie series just never works. Except for little bits and pieces here and there, little right. nods or what uh, have you. Yeah, you give them a nod and a mention and a if a, that you know. I mean, a it's, little it's bit just here, a little bit there. To but ask, the big thing is, that, well, the biggest thing for me is why does it need to tie in? Why does that? Have to well, tie if in you have if you have a big thing like the Battle of New York, where half of New York gets destroyed. And you have somebody like Daredevil. You have to, it, it has to affect them somehow. But it already has. But it they is. did. They did. That's they, why, they, that's why yeah, Daredevil that's did a good job. It's not. But going forward, something big like Ultron. The people that they've chosen versus the Avengers. You're not. Daredevil's never going to go up to the Avengers. No. Whoever Daredevil, Daredevil has always been a lower rate guy. He's right. always a lower level guy. That's what he does. Unless you know, unless Avengers Five is Hawkeye gets arrested, then <laughs> there really isn't any reason for that. 
you know, to have you, him kind of be on their level. You couldn't see him put Matt, Mur- Matt Murdock into Civil War as just Matt Murdock? Like, if they yeah, needed no. an attorney? Just, how much bigger do you want it to be? I'm just like, saying. It's, it's, no, just leave it alone. Because, well, you, you know, they've already your, said that. You're going to do your 13 no episodes. For it. Do your other 13 episodes and just leave it alone. The week of Avengers Ultron, S.H.I.E.L.D. does have a tie-in to it. Of course it does, because course. it's S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. If, if Ultron comes down and there's 8,000 Ultron robots trying to blow up the planet, then you'd think Coulson would have something to do with Correct. it. Correct. Right. Here, you have a... You have a, And because your production schedule for S.H.I.E.L.D. coincides with the movie, right. which I think is a huge mistake, as we saw <laughs> in the first season. Idea. Hey, we, what do you want to do for three quarters of the season? I don't know. Let's just dick around for a while. Let's just warm up and for then, a movie. Okay. Cap came out. Let's do something sort of interesting. Well, and that was their biggest mistake is trying to. No, their biggest mistake was making that show in the first place. But <laughs> do you know they're they're, they're planning a spinoff now? Yeah, that could great, come. That great, could be out yeah, as early as fall. They're talking maybe a spinoff that could be out early as fall and uh, season two of Agent Carter. See, the thing is, Agent two, Agent Agent two of season Carter. <laughs> Agent 2, Season Carter! Season 2 of Agent Carter is still so far up in the air. Yes. As I sent to you, so many pundits are saying they don't know if they want to do Agent Carter because its ratings weren't really what they expected. Right. That show, for eight weeks, averaged 300,000 viewers less than S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. Av- S.H.I.E.L.D. sucks. S.H.I.E.L.D., well, here's the thing. Is they're saying... S.H.I.E.L.D.'s gotten want, better. Hold on. We want S.H.I.E.L.D. to go forward... We're not sure if we want to do Agent Carter because of the ratings. Shield averages throughout its season so far 7.4 million viewers. Agent Carter in eight weeks averaged 7.1. So the difference between whether we're going to continue with the show or not is 300,000 viewers. Is basically we don't want to spend the money to start all of the production again for Agent Carter, where we have all the stuff that's ready for Shield. Right. But and really, like, what are you going to spin off off of a Shield show, unless you do the Shield and Shield? Like if we're gonna do Battlestar Galactica Shield, well, with, they were talking that it'd be Secret Warriors and Shield. No, they did you all. No, they already did Secret no, Warriors. No, thank you. Okay, so back to Daredevil. So season two, if something with you know Ultron destroying New York again, they you don't think they they need to make some kind of reference? No, you keep saying need. Don't you think that they no they need. should? You also remember, season two is like a year away. True. It's going to be nine months after well, the movie Are they opens. doing a season two? Because yes. I thought they were doing Another. just the four series that are going to tie into After this, something. you cannot not do it. Oh, yes, you can. If you're going to uh, do a Defenders movie? They have movie? every right and every reason to not do any more. Leave no, I mean, wanting. don't get Leave me wrong. I would up. love them to do another season. <laughs> but the, the way that my understanding was is that with, they have these four separate yes. episodes. Or four episodes. Or There's four different characters, characters that they're doing. Yeah. Yes. Here's the thing with those four. They've already said that it's going to be like four years before you get all four of them out. Right. Exactly. I can't see them go five years from now and then do Daredevil season two. Well, no, that's no. what I was saying. Is they're going to no, go no, 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 no. They've, they've put changed them all it together now. into something that's going to move. Forward. They are. You're getting that's them defenders. every six months. Yeah. They said Jessica Jones is like a year away. Jessica Jones is the last one. That's dumb. They're no. Um, they Luke actually Cage. should follow this one up. Luke with Cage is the next one. Then Iron Fist, because you know there were well, the Iron Fist one's going to be the hardest. Damn it, you haven't seen the stick episode. I know, Son I'm of just, a bitch. There's things I, I almost said just now that there's tie there's tie-ins to all of them that, that they've said in this. Mm-hmm. So there's little parts and you know little things that will tie them in. 
Um, did they mention the Greek girl already, Travis? Nope. No Greek chick. There's a real quick line that um, that I could have swore it's like in the first or second episode when uh, when Foggy's talking to uh, Karen, and he's talking about uh, uh, Matt's conquest and his ex girlfriend. That's much later. Is it? That's much later, dude, because, oh. yeah, they haven't mentioned any ex-girlfriends of any kind. Okay. Matt gets around. <laughs> For a blind dude, he does very well. So, speaking of getting around, I just, I don't know, I'm trying to make Same it work. Um, did you guys hear that uh, on set the other day in Vancouver, Ryan Reynolds got hit by a car? Apparently the uh, paparazzi was trying. Isn't to that say, part of the movie? He's no, the uh, the driver was like, "This is for Green Lantern, you asshole!" And then just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the driver was a paparazzi trying to take pictures of him and hit him with his car. Wait, so there's a paparazzi in his car trying to take pictures of him. Yes, while he's walking. What a Wait. fucking idiot! <laughs> then he's yeah. Well, yeah. Wait, yeah. and it gets better because the paparazzi sped off and left the scene of the accident. And they still they haven't been he able to hit, find him yet. Hit he got hit and run. I still it, don't understand this. Like everybody in the world knows, if you hit somebody with a car, if you stop and stay with them, your charge is a lot less than if you drive away. You know that. You yes. know that, right? So I don't understand yeah. why everybody well, is like. No matter what, if you hit anything with a car and you drive away, it's a lot worse. Yeah, it's just unless like you're, unless you're although a guy did just uh, yesterday apparently. I uh, hit a child, I don't know how old, but uh, stopped, was there calling the ambulance, and somebody uh, shot him to death for hitting the kids. So there's that <laughs> side of it, too, now. Wow. Well, he, he that that guy wasn't part of the law for enforcement agency, I guess. Or maybe he was. I don't know nowadays. All I know is there's going to be a lot of black mass daredevils at Comic-Con. Speaking of texts you sent to me. What is it? All of a sudden, you have something against Arrow and Flash. Now that you found no, 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 show. no, I don't have anything against hold it. On, hold on, out of out whoa, of. Whoa, wait, who has something against Arrow and hold Flash? Hold on, hold no, on, no, no, no. One, everyone, just shut up. So we're gonna go back through this. But we're flabbergasted. Um, we did so you know Saturday we used to meet together. I said something about dinner. What's I going to do? Uh, Rich said, "Have a look at the internet since yesterday. Too busy watching Daredevil." And you and the internet can suck my ass juice. This show is better than Arrow and Flash. No, we're talking about Daredevil. Nowhere, right? talking about Daredevil. Your comment that you made was like, "Have you seen the internet?" Because you were making a joke about it being bad. Yeah. That's that's what the the little winky face after that emoticon. Yes, thing I know. Is just me? Is, yeah, because uh, no, he, no, this is this is Chris. No, that's true. Ethan sent me. Ethan said that he had like just started it or something like that. I just started Daredevil, and I said, "Why?" Everyone on the internet says that show sucks. And then I was making the. It was a sarcastic comment because everything Friday night, Saturday morning was, oh my God, this is amazing. So I put, I'm kidding, it's called Sarcasm Calm Down. Arrow and Flash are totally different beasts than this. And then Richard, Arrow isn't the same. They're the same beast. Or Arrow isn't. They are the same beast. I said Arrow is the same beast as this. No. Because I said, no, it's different. It's a show aimed at a different audience on network TV. Hold on. Marvel isn't worried about anyone from Daredevil being a poster on a 13-year-old girl's wall. They don't have to appeal to advertisers who want to put car commercials and video game ads on prime time. Daredevil's concept, execution, and goal is very, very different than anything the CW is looking for. And Rich just shuts down to say, not getting into this now, I'm watching episode 10. (laughs) Because I didn't want to get into it right there. Because that's not what I meant. In his defense, 
he was about to watch episode 10. So I, I agree with that choice. Now, but what I meant by that was... They are different beasts. They are different beasts. Flash is just as good as Daredevil, but I think he's right. I think uh, I think Daredevil is better than Arrow. Well, yeah, I'm not... But the thing is, is it's I not said, even ranking it. It's something completely what different. I, what going I was going to say... Wait, wait, hold on. Going back to the Entertainment Weekly article, they point out, you know, why is it cool to watch Daredevil and it's kind of like Arrow and, Dare- and Flash would be a guilty pleasure because they said... Something on the CW is aimed at a completely different audience. It's aimed at... It's got the 13, CW stigma. It's, got the, it's not even a stigma. That's what the, the CW tweeters, is asking for. That, that's what the CW is asking for. That's what Warner Brothers has asked for. That's what they're providing. Everybody in Arrow, obviously, is ripped. Hell, the, 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 the Diggle is just like built like a tank. The Diggle. Yeah, he's got he's his the Diggle all now. over the place. The stepfather is just, a, you know... Look at the stepfather in Arrow in the first mm. season... And the uh, the actor that plays Ben Urich, Ben Urich is he looks like a grizzled old. There's no, but he's ripped. When, once yeah, he oh yeah, he's off, totally ripped. He when he takes his shirt off in that next yeah. episode, it's just he's so been he's like been eating the marble not, marble ab bar. To, yeah. to even try to compare them, I think is just. <clears> but I think persistent. we're all missing the point. What I meant was Arrow and Daredevil have the same type of feel. That same. The oh, care no, the no. character is the the characterizations. Are you saying they're both gritty? Are you saying they're both dark and gritty? Is they're that, both dark and gritty. The character both gritty. is wanting to say they're wanting to save their cities. They're they're going about it the best way that they think they know how. But you just described like thirty five thousand different I, comics. Yes, books. as I'm saying. Okay, look, yes, comic. Is books. it the same type of character? Sure, the same art. The show and what it tries to accomplish and the way it tries to accomplish it. The goal is completely different. Yes. It's completely and utterly different. So it's like taking apples and oranges and going, I like oranges better than apples. And in your estimation, it almost felt like throw away the apples. They're not worth it anymore. No. We're not. No. I mean, no, 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 no. I still. A new, did you take Flash, uh, Flash and Arrow off your DVR? No. You're not going to watch it I, I still. Okay. I, I didn't mean that. I, I like. I of still course, like Flash. My favorite Flash. part of this now is much like everything else, like Winter Soldier or Guardians <sighs> of the Galaxy or. Game of Thrones. We're gonna hear Daredevil out of Rich's voice, at Rich's mouth for what three, four months now. No. I think we're all missing the main problem here. Oh God, here we go. Nobody wants to suck Rich's ass juice. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to suck Rich's ass juice, go to nerdables.com. <laughs> Let him know. That is, I no. Maybe Flash not, and maybe, Arrow maybe are still both amazing. Nacho Man wants to suck my ass juice. No, not even Nacho Man wants to suck that. <laughs> and then gets really angry at me because I didn't finish it on I Sunday. didn't get really angry. I oh, just yeah. said, how could you not have finished no, it? No, you're just like, whatever. I said, you, you sent me, he's like, did you finish Daredevil? No, I've actually been running errands this morning and trying to catch up on comics. Whatever. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I was like, all right. So you get, you get really huffy around the show. <laughs> The show is amazing, I'm especially when you get to the end. Amazing, but but see, here's here's okay. three things. Here's the three things. One, I didn't start at work on Friday. I didn't either. Two, yeah, bullshit. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Two, I don't binge watch. You totally did. No, I didn't. I, I couldn't. How many episodes? How many episodes did you watch straight in a row with no breaks? What would be the what? What's the highest? Of Daredevil? Yeah. Without what you mean without getting up at all? Just no, just re- but I mean like Whoa. that's you kept you watched it you. Went to the bathroom. You watched it. You got up and got something. You watched like you didn't do anything else. You didn't start reading something. You didn't watch something else on TV. Um, the first night we it's watched rich, so six. The is all of them. There you go. And then, and then the next day we start. We watched a couple, and then 
did something that went back to it and then so it's at least six at least six how how many did you watch within like without really doing anything different I would say four because then I waited around two yeah. hours trying to get an <laughs> for doing anything for dinner. Two. You could have watched. You could have watched the two most, more. The yeah, most. Yeah, I could have. Thanks most for that getting I've back to me in a row without either watching something else, or physically leaving the house, or going to like read comics or whatever was two. I watched thirteen Breaking Bads and one well, without like, getting I, up. There's no way I'm spending thirteen hours <laughs> watching a fucking show. I watched the whole right season of Game of Thrones, of Breaking Bad, before I got up one time. Breaking Bad was a different story. I got through that entire show in like a week and a half. Yeah, I just I did too, bad. so I could be caught up with the end of it. I like, for I the watch finale, it, go to sleep, go to work the next day, and then come back and start watching it again. Of course, that's when I wasn't working then. So yeah, that was that was, and then you're you're like. Oh, how are you not watching it? I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go to work. I got I'm working fifty five hours a week. I, I can't stay up to watch. I have things to do. Yeah. It was anything yesterday. There was a point yesterday where I just I kinda looked outside, like, I'm not spending the rest of the day inside. I went out, uh I drove oh. down to yeah, I drove that's down kind to of, that's yeah. kind of well, I was like, I'm not just gonna sit here and watch TV all day. So Saturday night I finished up Daredevil because I went out and I, I started to uh Cut some of the uh, the cutouts for my R two. Daredevil. No, for my R two. He's gonna build a Daredevil. There. And then robotic Daredevil. Finished up Daredevil and put on Star Wars: A New Hope. You've so. never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> so I. Finish that, and then I watch that because you know this is yeah. Star Wars week. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I can go to celebration and still know how the movies <laughs> turn out. Still be, still be remembering. That. Oh yeah. That's that one with that, that Luke does something, right? I don't, I don't know, right? Chris. You might want to rewatch it a couple times. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm really well versed on Jedi because I've seen it a hundred times, like literally a hundred times. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. A hundred may not be enough. I should. So, I, I probably haven't seen Jedi all the way through in like ten years. No. That's part of the reason why. <laughs> that's the reason I, w- I won't go watch the screener yeah, that's there because I know that's the one they'll show. Mm-hmm. I just hope George shows up so I can tell him how disappointed I am. Do you know how many people would want to tell him that? Yay, <laughs> you're my hero. Now, I have a list of 175 <laughs> things you've done wrong in the last four minutes. I think Disney... Number one, you're fat. Number two, you're I think fat. Disney already proved that they're disappointed with George Lucas by not going with anything that he came up with for episode seven. Eh. I don't know if it's a disappointment thing. It's just kind of like, hey, we bought it. We're going to do whatever we want. <laughs> Although I still think that the little ball droid is something that George came up with. Okay. It seems like a George thing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, he also said it'd only be in it for ten seconds. I still don't think it's in it the whole time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So um, I don't. Th- I don't think they're gonna I let Mark Hamill whole time. play yeah. with it if it's not in it the whole time. There's a guy at WonderCon dressed up as a ball droid. That we was saw it. One. Yeah, we're just flipping the thing around. That was cool. Um, what do you think about your girl becoming Psylocke? Do you hear oh, about this, Travis? It's a it's a brilliant casting choice. Olivia Munn. Uh, Olivia Munn has been cast as Psylocke. Yeah, she's a she's a brilliant actress, and she had that um, that sitcom that was so amazing, and you know got picked up immediately. Well, oh, wait, no, you liked it. <coughs> no. Oh no, wait, you didn't. You just lied to her when you texted her and said, <laughs> "Oh yeah, your show's fantastic." Yes, I did do that. Because <laughs> you were totally fake. Well, I had to um, see her two days later. I wouldn't. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. Um, no, it's whatever. Do you, I mean now? Granted, she Does some she of the acting. The look? Totally, she's totally got the uh, look. Her acting has gotten way better too. Have you ever watched her in Newsroom? I, 
No. Or, or, yeah, newsroom. Yeah, she's watchable on newsroom. Yeah, watchable. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Out of Psylocke? In a, in, a big, uh, in a big X-Men film. Well, also, I mean, you know, I imagine if it's her, it's going to be a fairly big role. Because, you know, she had that uh, that thing where she took her top off at Magic Mike or whatever it was. So there's that. Hey, she just had a movie not too long ago. Ooh. What was it? She just had one that was out not too long ago. She got like second or third billing. Uh, was with the Kevin. One, yeah, the one that's that nobody saw. I, I hear was it with Kevin Costner Aaron or somebody? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. I've heard she's dating Darren Rogers. Is pretty much the only thing that anyone cares about. Yeah. You know, maybe she can. Maybe she can talk about how how big a how big a geek she is while she's on there. Like, oh, I love X Men. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that one with red eyes, he's my he's my favorite X Man and Steel Boy. Steel Boy? That's a good eye. one. Yeah, red eyes and Steel Boy. Spider Steel Dude. Boy. Speaking of Steel Boy, Colossus uh, showed up on the on the set of um or what looked to be Colossus was on the set of uh, De- uh Deadpool. So apparently Colossus is gonna be in Deadpool. Aha. Uh-huh. Colossus not. That would be <laughs> random. I would have so, thought that okay, you would have put hold on. If you're... cable. Maybe it is cable. If you're saying that the Deadpool is not in continuity with Wolverine Origin, but Wolverine Origin is in continuity with X-Men, Days of Deadpool Future is in continuity with X-Men, then Deadpool and X-Men Origin should be in continuity. Okay, nothing can be in continuity with X-Men because X-Men isn't in continuity with X-Men. <laughs> Days of Future Past overrides Wolverine Origins. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> it, does. it totally overrides everything they've ever fucking done. I'm just saying. Travis is so aggravated right now. You okay there, Trav? Are, so, are, you, are you mad because uh, we didn't finish Daredevil? <laughs> so I mean, no, he's mad because he didn't finish it. <laughs> if not, if if you're gonna have Psylocke in there and you're he's not gonna have Olivia Munn, of... <laughs> who would you choose? I don't care. Someone else. You know who I would have chosen? I would have chosen the, the the girl who played Blink in um, Days of Future Past. Really? Yep. Bing Bing. Bing Bing. <laughs> oh, Bing Bing. What about? Um, I thought she had a great look. That would have been awesome. What about the chick that was in the first Fast and Furious movie? That was in. Uh... Devin Aoki? Yeah. Who was in Wolverine Origins too? Oh, uh... Devin yeah. Aoki? Yeah, that's what I just said. Maybe maybe you should listen. We'll, we'll just have her crossover again. That'll work. Because yeah. characters can just play whoever they want over and over again. <laughs> Chris Evans. Yeah, but Chris Evans wasn't in continuity movies. Yeah, if you showed up in Fantastic Four as Mr. Fantastic, that'd be something. Okay, well, well, Fantastic the the reboot. This is forget this. Let's just go. There's a lot of mistakes in X Men as far as continuity. When you get to origins, because you had Scott Summers, you also had you also had um, that's not out of continuity. Scott Summers would have been a teenager. You also had Emma Frost there. That's correct. Yeah, and you also had Gambit, and now you have a different Gambit, who Channing Tatum, Tatum, Channing, who if Uh, they went with the continuity would be a lot older than what Channing Tatum would be. Maybe he's uh, he's long lived and gets to be young through some sort of mutant. Thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> Magic Gambit's gonna be so awesome. <laughs> Magic Gambit. <laughs> oh, X Men, just give yourselves over to Marvel. Speaking, I, of, wait. But here's the thing. thing: outside of X Men Three in X Men or Wolverine Origin, we haven't been disappointed in what they've done. You so didn't. I a lot of people didn't like the the Wolverine. 
The second one? Yeah. I liked that. I thought it was a great movie. I liked it. I liked it a I lot. Liked it a lot. I, thought, I thought the ending was a little uh, but I thought the tone of it and the way it was written, that subway fight, or subway, the, the train fight is awesome. But did you like the fact that it was a sequel to 3? Yeah. Look, it was a story, and it was there, and I enjoyed it. So this idea, like, oh, they should just give the X-Men over. No. I'll be honest. I said it at the time. I think Channing Tatum, for what they want Gambit to be, is a good choice. I just don't see it. I still think he has the he has the look for it. He has the look. He's got a lot of charisma. Yeah. He's a hard dude to hate. I still like the first guy. That guy sucks. Taylor Kitsch? Yeah. That guy was terrible. What? He was great in John Connor Taylor or John uh, John Carpenter. Good? John Carter. Wait, John did you just say John Carter was good? John Carter was good. Have you ever watched it? Oh, no. Oh, Watch Lord. it. It's good. Yes. I watched three minutes of it in the I break room at Target. And I was like, no. That movie, it was good. Who, the two people that listen to us don't watch John Carter. Don't. Hold on. Let's don't go back. I'm, I'm confused. What were, were you screaming about Rich liking Taylor Kitsch or me saying that I didn't, I didn't like Taylor Kitsch as Gambit? No, he was screaming no, about no, John no, Carter. That, that Rich liked... That I'm screaming that... <laughs> Rich likes Taylor Kitsch. That he thought that John Carter was good. You probably thought the Terminator. Oh my God! You, you like Battleship, don't you? No, you like Battleship was. Awesome. <laughs> I did not like Battleship. Rihanna was his favorite character. The fact, in the no, okay. Did Stop you know that amazing. we're missing Speaking about again, Battleship? Did you know that we're, we're doing missing, a Play-Doh movie? We're missing. The whole point of this is that Rich saw Battleship. That's the problem. I saw it on did HBO. You really see, did you really sit through that movie? Yes. <laughs> It was so bad. Turn your mic off. You're done. He didn't. He didn't sit through it. He owns it. Go I do not own it. Go look at the TARDIS. Go look at the TARDIS. I do not own the Jonah Hex from Netflix. He I actually did. put that on his queue. I did rent. And Jonah that's Hex. that's why we get bad movies. He put Dorian Gray on his Netflix queue. That's <laughs> and made us watch it. <laughs> oh, that movie was bad. <laughs> That night was a lot of fun because we just kept going, what the fuck are we <laughs> doing? All of the choices for all the times that we sit here on a Saturday night and go, hey, we should watch a movie. And nobody here can come up with anything. Everyone, you know, I'll just sit there like, hey, we should watch Gremlins. Let's watch, let's watch Captain America 2. No, I don't want to watch that. That's stupid. I have to move it. Let's watch the other guys. No, that's dumb. Who's ever said Captain America 2 is bad? No, it's bad. They don't want to watch it. Who's ever said that? But what, what do we end up watching? We end up watching picture of fucking Dorian Gray <laughs> made by a five-year-old class at some school in the middle of Indiana. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, it was horrendous. <laughs> the only good... There was, I, think, I think the girl in it was hot. That was pretty much it. Oh. So, speaking of Rich, hot girls... Your, uh, your credibility is plummeting quickly. What, it, it, it wasn't plummeting before? Hey. It hadn't reached rock bottom for you? <laughs> So, Spider-Gwen's ass has been a big controversy as of the other day. I wouldn't... Well, not really. I would say no, not controversy. There's a, at all. It's a big fight. It started It started an all-out war throughout most of the artists now. Yeah, I don't think it started all-out war through most of the artists. Um, well, your, your favorite... No, no, there was no all-out war. <laughs> it's getting to be that way. It really isn't, because there's only, there's only three people that have been involved. Four or three people that have been involved. Three people that have actually spoken. There's been like five or six people that have been in, put into well, it. But this, it's not pulled into it. Artists or anything. being mentioned by someone isn't the same as you know starting this all-out war. 
we're, we're referring to we're, we're referring to Frank Cho, who drew some images of her, and then it's because of the Minara thing, right? Yeah, what it was. Yeah, is made, Frank Cho did. Um, Frank Cho drew a parody image of the uh, the Minara Spider Woman cover for his blog, for Frank Cho's blog. And it's the Spider Man. Wasn't it, it was just a sketch for it's, somebody? Hold on, it's apparent. It doesn't say what it's for. Whether it was commissioned or he did it on his own, or whether it was something he was going to sell. So he did. Uh, a, for all we know, it was just. Yeah, it was just for shits and giggles. Whatever it is, it is a blank cover for Spider Gwen number one. It's Spider Gwen, Gwen Stacy, who in the book is a teenager, in the Minara ass up pose. This is where, for me, when I first looked at it, yes. that brings... It's not even just the image. It's the fact that there's Spider-Man mm-hmm. sitting behind the wall with his eyes up like a perv going, woohoo, deja vu. That's where I had a problem with so it. So then within the... Uh, let me find the exact one here. Sorry, I'm actually looking this up because I want to get, get the quotes right. Well, we figured so out the within, timeline earlier. Um, so on Twitter, Robbie Rodriguez, who is the artist for the Spider-Gwen book and who is the co-creator of the character who wrote, who uh, drew the book mm-hmm. the for Spider-Verse. Edge of Spider-Verse number two, which introduced the character. Uh-huh. Robbie Rodriguez on Twitter says, quote, here's my, tank, here's my take on the Frank Cho sketch cover. You're drawing dirty pics of one of my kids. Be lucky you're never around me, end quote. Which to me is a physical threat. So he was... Uh, and my, I said there's kind of maybe some sarcasm there. I don't think there's any sarcasm there at all. You there's think he was just there, totally offended right off the bat? There. That is, you're drawing dirty pics of one of my kids. You're lucky, or be lucky, you're never around me. And again, he uses your incorrectly. He doesn't have the R. Do you think it would have been as bad if Spider-Man was not there? Yes, but it's even worse. It's hard to defend with the Spider-Man part in it. So, I want to make sure he gets all of this in it. So, he follows up on his Facebook page with a longer explanation and a response to those who were critical of his tweet. This is Robbie Rodriguez. Quote, Thanks for making my feed entertaining. You kids have knocked out one of my career goals. Let me start by saying, for one, that it wasn't a physical threat. Which he actually writes as treat, but he meant threat. It would have been an earful... <laughs> no, it's a treat. It's a physical treat. Let me uh, continue the quote. Let me start by saying, for one, that it wasn't a physical threat. It would have been an earful similar to this post, just with more cursing. Trust me, a good ton of the pros in this business would want to do the same. Two, I don't take back what I said. It's my opinion and feeling on the matter, and you can take it or leave it. I didn't put it out there for discussion. I'm a prick that way. By the way, there's a ton of cursing in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Continuing the quote. Also, it isn't something I haven't expressed before. You can find a few tweets on fan art, and I'm well aware I can't control what fans do. I know it doesn't hurt the groundswell that the industry has made so far, but it does hurt what ground has been made regarding the influx of new readers when a pro does work in that manner. That tone is its place in its audience, and it doesn't make you wrong for liking it. Shit, I like most of Milo, Milo Manera's main work. I think they're fantastic works within the subject and the context, but out of context, it can come off as tasteless since this country is still not mature about sexuality and sexual expression. To me, that puts it at odds with what he's talking about. Yes. Uh, continuing the quote right. more importantly it becomes trashy when we are in the midst of the biggest new boom new reader boom in years at ECCC Emerald City Comic Con I never heard so many uh, in the quote this is my daughter's son's first comic end quote or in the quote my wife has never picked up a comic till this book end quote or sister brother or other non-reader it's fucking fantastic that the industry broke that wall 
But every time I see those 10 gratuitous variant covers, I cringe as I sign while said new readers watches. Shit, son, this isn't about censorship because most of the people bringing up that argument don't even know what the word means exactly. If you as a pro want this medium and industry to be taken seriously like we have a chance to do now, then start fucking acting like it and change with the times. The definition of body image has changed all of entertainment in the last decade. It's not a matter of changing the style of your work. It's a matter of thinking about your work outside of your bubble. Really, it just took me getting over telling non-readers that I work in comics. Oh, getting over telling non-readers that that I work in comics because it was embarrassing to have the only image associated with the medium be big t- big tits, big guns. If he's thinking that ended in the last year, he's wrong there too. They're uh, very wrong. Yeah, we are making some great headway now. You don't know how many times I've seen Saga at the bars <laughs> I draw on, and it's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing because these are not old readers. These are fresh young minds just getting into the medium. But once they see works like the Cho sketch cover or the J. Scott covers, referring to J. Scott Campbell, it puts the medium back into the basement troll stereotype mm-hmm. zone. Trust me, you may not see it, but it's there. So guys, and this is the guys here, we have a chance to make this industry more legitimate than it has been in decades. Don't fuck it up by sticking to your old ways. With the new influx of fantastic female creators, you need to do your part to build the business. This may be our last great chance to do so. Growing the fuck up will help us all out in the long run. This is just my opinion and not a discussion I have no time for. I have fucking work to do. This comes after Frank Cho's response to the... Frank Cho's response... To the tweet. response... Not just the tweet, but the whole response. Because... Robbie Rodriguez wasn't the only one that took issue with this guy. Right. But he's the biggest name because he's connected with the book. And he right. physically and he, threatened him. And the idea of him saying, here's my thing. When you say that, you're lucky I'm not near you. The only difference between what you can do on the internet and what you can do when you're next to someone is a physical act. Sure. It's a physical presence. He can yell at Frank all he wants online to say, you're lucky you're not near me or you'll never be near me. To me, is saying, if you're near me, I'm going to kick your ass. And to try and say that it isn't is completely disingenuous. Well, to play devil's advocate, it can also mean that I can just let you have it, you know, meaning verbally. But you can verbally do it on the internet. You're right. You're right. It does sound more of a physical threat or a treat in this case. Yeah. Physical treat. So the, the response that Cho posted on his blog, which apparently was... Uh, let's, let's do... the Har- is this the Harley? Yeah, it's the Harley, but it's... Well, Frank uh, Cho, yeah, Frank Cho originally wrote, uh, drew Spider-Gwen. But here's, here's the piece that... And that, yeah, but here's, well, hold on, here's the, here's the thing. Of Harley, Harley Quinn. No, I'm trying to get the timeline right, because this is, this is the thing. Is Cho did respond to the original, and it's not just the, uh, the Harley, and it's also not just the tweets and the response. It was apparently in response to, uh, a website, a website called themarysue.com, which deals with a lot of like feminist issues in comics right. and female characters and what have you. Um, the Mary Sue Sam Mags took issue with the cover in an article titled, Just Because You Can Doesn't Mean You Should, saying, this is Sam Mags' quote, Here's the thing, yes, Cho has always drawn some cheesecake stuff, and there will always be a place for that in comics. It's why we don't write daily articles about stuff like this and this. But by taking a shot at this particular cover, one that caused so much discomfort among a lot of, a lot, lots of comic book readers, it shows a clear disregard for the perfectly valid outrage over Minara's original Spider-Woman variant, an incident that we should note made our list of the worst moments in female fandom in 2014. Aside from being an obvious poke at those angry feminists who overreact to things, the cover is also an unfortunate but elucidating look at what some men think about women who are trying to carve out a space for themselves in the frequently misogynist world of comics, where they feel objectified and over-sexualized on a regular basis. What makes this sketch even more inappropriate is that Spider-Gwen, is that the Spider-Gwen book is clearly aimed at a teen audience, meant to entice new, younger female readers to Marvel Comics. 
plus Gwen herself is a teenager. Now, this is where Cho has his response. He posts on his blog, Wow, what a couple... What a crazy couple of days it's been. My parody cover sketch of Spider-Gwen aping the infamous Spider-Woman pose sent some of the hypersensitive people into a tizzy. To be honest, I was amused and surprised by the uproar since it was, in my opinion, over nothing. It's essentially a small group of angry and humorless people ranting against my drawing of a pretty woman. It's utter nonsense. This world would be a better and happier place if some people would just grow a sense of humor and relax. Now I'm getting bombarded by various bloggers asking for an interview addressing this scandal. Instead of me wasting my breath and precious time over this non-issue replying to all the interviewers, I've drawn another cover sketch in which the response will hopefully answer all the questions. Enjoy, everyone. He then posts a picture of the New 52 Harley Quinn on the Harley Quinn Valentine's Day special. In the same pose, the Joker is in the foreground. uh, And she says, how long do I have to hold this pose, Mr. J? Joker says, until the internet explodes, dear. And then she says, ugh, this pose is so last year. Here's the problem with all of this. His original sketch, where he says it's a parody, yes, was not a parody. No. Because there's no... We've been discussing this all day, because one of our friends posted this stuff. I had sent the stuff to you yesterday. Yes. More that me, I got caught up in the sensationalism of Robbie, Robert, Robbie Rodriguez threatening Frank, Frank Cho right, right. over a drawing. Well, that's what your texts were going Yeah, towards. I was like, what the hell just happened? Where did this come from? As I started to think about it, and it was posted, it was a friend put it up online, mm-hmm. and then people that we knew and have known for a while started reacting to it. Um, that was a great civil debate today, too. That's yeah. what happens when Robin does stuff. Robin is one of the smartest people I know, <laughs> and she is very eloquent, and she's very well-spoken. Travis, you know Robin from Earth 2? Of course. Yeah. Yes. So she had a very measured response. Yes. Basically Which also saying, we should say it's a female side of it's it. It's not only a female side of it, but it's something I looked at and said I got caught up in the idea of Robbie Rodriguez is like I'm going to kick your ass, and right. that became the story to me. And not where did this all start? And one of the things that I said in there is if Frank Cho puts this out there, and everybody has this response, and he says, okay, where was this response for the Minara variant? It was controversial, but Marvel right. still released it, and it wasn't this huge uproar. Which was a horrible pose, by the way. It was a horrible pose. It doesn't. It's a, Besides it's a hypersexualized that. Yes. pose. Why was it okay to put it on Spider Woman? But all of a sudden, when I put Gwen, it becomes something wrong. If that's what he's going for, there's a valid point to doing that piece of art. Yes. It then becomes satire. It becomes a a statement cartoon. That's not what it was. That's he puts was. it up there like, ha ha, look what I drew. His response is even more so of. F you, leave me alone. You guys don't have a sense of humor. Check this, check this out, what I could do. Again, we've now lost what we're supposedly debating is this hypersexualization of female characters. Where do we where do we draw the Where do we line? draw the line? Yeah. And I said later in the post, if this is a if if the Milo Monera cover was for a Vampirella comic, no one would have had a problem with Correct. it because that's what that character was. Spider Woman's somewhere in the middle. And then you get down to Spider Gwen. If it was a Harley, like, if it was Harley, no one would have said anything. I think the only reason no one would have said anything for Harley is because that book, as the way Palmati and Carner write it, right. is hypersexualized. And yes. I think to a degree that's not not right is a terrible term for it, but I think they're missing the boat considering how popular Harley is 
with teenage girls. You read that book. Oh, yeah. The whole book is just double entendres. She has a robot beaver that she follows around for a reason because they use it as that euphemism for female Mm -hmm. genitalia the entire time. No, I agree. But what I'm saying is that character lends itself more to that that type of situation than Spider Gwen. Even then, I would say it's not the right character to use because of the audience. In in talking about this, this particular controversy, I hearken back to what we talked about a few weeks ago in the Batgirl and Joker cover mm-hmm. controversy where the response towards it was measured enough that it caused Raphael Albuquerque, the artist of the piece, and DC Comics as the publisher of the piece to take a step back, consider what people were saying, and say, you know what, we agree with you, especially in the case of Raphael Albuquerque saying, I don't think the cover should be published, and they canceled it. The response here, very quickly, of... I'm going to kick your ass, then has Frank Cho flip around and say, oh, yeah, really? Check this out. Boom. And now it's become this huge war. J. Scott Campbell gets thrown into it for no reason. And who comes to everybody's defense? (laughs) Rob Liefeld. I know. And this is where it started. That's the first article I saw. That's where it becomes crazy. (laughs) But wait, before we get into that, I just want to say one thing. Do you think that if it was another character... For Rodriguez, he would have had the same reaction. Meaning, uh, he says he does. He says it in in the quote that I said. He said it. It a lot of other people would have this reaction with this character, and have that reaction with because of what character it is. Not only just what character, but towards the end, if you're reading his quote, he's basically saying this kind of stuff for any character needs to stop. I can see that because what it does is for the comic industry, you're going to turn away your your brand new. He throws, in, he throws in J. Scott Campbell. Yes. He doesn't throw in Adam Hughes. Yes. He doesn't throw in Terry Dodson. He doesn't throw in Art Adams. Mm-hmm. He doesn't throw in Miles Manera on his own. He actually says he's a fan of his work. His quote is very weird to me because he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Right. He doesn't get to have Manara and then also say, I don't think we should be doing this with anybody. Well, like I said, not not just in... with, I understand not doing it with Gwen. And let me tell you, as, as I said in a lot of things, there's nobody right in this. Everybody's wrong. Oh, I totally agree. Some, to some degree, because Robbie's reaction is not okay. Right. But it's understandable to a certain degree. As someone said, I don't see why he's so upset. It's not. It's a character he co-created with somebody, and all it is is a ripoff of Spider-Man with a blonde wig. You know, it's just sort of like it's not that original. Sure. It's not really your piece, but whatever. You work on that book. You feel for it. It's X twenty three. It's Gail a... Simone felt a lot of love for the Batgirl that she reintroduced mm-hmm. to the New Fifty Two. She took exception to some of the criticism for it. Yada yada yada. Everybody defends their characters as a right. part of their work, but as it just kind of escalated exploded into that thing. Let me find that Rob Life. Well, as I said, you know, in our post earlier, you know, every artist at some point has drawn a big boob chick. You know. One one way or another in in comics, you see it all the time. You've seen nearly every art. I shouldn't say all artists. Nearly, nearly every artist. A lot of a lot of people working in a in for the big two. Yes, have that kind of. I guess it makes. Well, look at I mean, look at Vampirella. Look at Danger Girl. Look at you know. I mean, you could go on a list that would you Jake know. <laughs> you could go a Let's list not that even would get into a Witchblade. Yeah, I mean there there's so many titles. You know, Saga has it, its exploitation. You know, um, God, even fables to a degree. Don't even look at all the Xenoscope stuff. Well, Xenoscope is 
Zetascope has built their entire line on this this idea of sexualizing an innocent character, taking a Disney character and mm-hmm. sexualizing that character. I thought about this for WonderCon. That I think it was the first day. We saw the young woman who had mashed up Elsa. Yes. Aimed towards children, a children's character in a children's film with the Slave Leia bikini from mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. And looking at it, I'm thinking, oh, I think that's kind of, oh, whatever. But I thought about it of looking through like your daughter's eyes. Right. Who's a huge Frozen fan. And seeing that character and recognizing it as Elsa. She has the hairstyle. Mm-hmm. She has the color scheme. But also basically standing in front of her three quarters naked. Right. And it's like, that's not the, that to me is not the right character to do it with. Which is, which is hearkening back to this exact situation. But there is a fetishness for it. And it exists. And it's there. It's Snow White. Uh, yeah, you, you guys do realize that there is literally porn for everything on Oh, there. yeah. No, I'm, I'm oh, not. Yeah. It's just I'm not literally taking... every single character that's ever been created has been put into some kind of pornographic situation. Right. So... I'm so, not I taking mean, issue with... It's going to exist whether you like I'm it not or not. Ta- I'm not taking issue with the existence of it. I'm taking issue of where it's at, where it's where it's put. To have a character, a kid's character, at a convention, totally, completely sexualized, when there are children of age in that convention, that's where I might turn sort of a, a bit of a cheek and go, that's not really the right thing. It's not like walking around as as Emma Frost or something, a character that that's what that character that's what that is. Character is about. You're taking a a child's character or a character aimed at a child and you're making it over, overtly sexual. Now, you know, just like th- this whole thing with Spider-Gwen, it's not that it you shouldn't do that or you can't do that. It's just you should use more tact when doing it in something like this. It's, it's like how many actors do you see have to retract something they said, you know, because they know it's the right thing to do. In this case, it's it's what I said in, in the, the paraphrasing the, the immortal words of Dr. Ian Malcolm. Frank Cho said, I can do this, but I, I'm i not thinking whether I should do this or not. Right. And let's it's a it's a post on his blog. Yes. It's not like if that was a cover that Marvel commissioned to put on their cover. And let's also not forget that Robbie Rodriguez kind of alludes to it. I think that's what he's saying in his quote. There's a J. Scott Campbell variant cover for Spider-Gwen number one. Mm-hmm. There's an Adam Hughes cover for number one. Now, she's fully covered. She's not in a provocative pose. I think the Adam Hughes one, she's like caught in a spotlight. I right. don't remember what the J. Scott Campbell one was. Their art in and of itself, because the women look good, can look at it and go, that's kind of sexualized. Uh, art Adams does this sort of thing. He's got a. There was a variant cover for some Avengers book with Scarlet Witch, in which... Her breasts are at least four times larger than she's ever been portrayed oh, sure. in comics. And that's saying something. And you kind of look at that and go, why would you put that on an Avengers book that's sitting on the rack? Right. To me. To me. I mean, it's just... Especially when you're starting to aim towards the female audience. And that's that's Robbie's biggest problem. Why is uh, Scarlett Johansson the only one whose ass is turned to the uh, camera in the poster for all the Avengers posters then? That, that's just good marketing. <laughs> But no, you have you have a point. That's it's completely. It, that's the way it is. That's yeah. the truth. And it, within her sexuality is a part of that series, but not in a way where she's you know just shoving her ass in somebody's face. Right. There's little kids everywhere looking at that. Yeah. So no, there's I, little I, kids everywhere going to see that movie. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I don't. I don't think that. I. I, I think that that poster's wrong in so many different ways. Um, 
Yes, but it's also it, it's it's well, more. I, I think that I think that Frank Cho was wrong in this period. Like he was he was wrong in this in in you know his part, and then you know getting on the you know chopping block and defending it. But the other question becomes, you know, what's what is censored and what is censorship and what what's but that's allowed the thing and what's is, not allowed. No one has censored him at all. What, I don't think what, anyone said he should be censored. What he's as as he said. Even I think even Robbie said it. He said, you're not understanding what censorship means. No one's telling him he can't do it. Right. What they're telling him is that he shouldn't do it. There's a difference. Right. In terms of censorship, it's not. It's no, not, no. There is a difference, but then the question becomes: if he should not do it, is it only up to him to determine if he should or should not, or should people tell him? Like, should well, there I be? Think that uh, if people are telling you that maybe you shouldn't do it, then. May, that that's something to start considering. I mean, we've gone this bell curve all the way to the other side now. Where as soon as somebody complains about something, as Frank Cho says, people just need to grow a you know just get a sense of humor, you know, get over it. Well, maybe they have a point. The the, the Batgirl response again. DC and Raphael Albuquerque are looking at these complaints, saying this cover isn't correct for the type of book that you're currently putting out, which is aimed at younger readers who may not be capable of really understanding the intricacies of what that cover means and maybe it shouldn't be there and they said you know what we think you're right when we did the the podcast for it i said i agree with them yes and because i can look at it as an argument of saying i get where you're coming from you have to take when people are offended especially in a large group and there's a large where there's a saying oh there's a couple people on the internet especially when you're a public figure too when you're a public figure we're we're fans of Football. Yes. The Redskins. Yes. This is name has been in controversy forever. Mm-hmm. Who's offended? Native American groups. Who are you and I to say, dude, get over it? Right. You know, I'm a fan of the Braves, the Atlanta Braves in baseball. They had Chief Wahoo for the longest time, which mm-hmm. was a stereotypical image of, of an Indian, a Native American. See, there you go. Um, which, when tribes started to com- really complain, the Atlanta Braves as an organization said, you know what, we think you're right. So we're going to get rid of it. And they, they, it's gone. Right. It's the same thing here is if people are telling me why they're offended, I in this case, I can't tell them they're wrong. Does the Cleveland Indians still have the red face mascot? I believe they do. I'm surprised no one has really... Oh, they have. It's just not as... It's not as... Oh, they have big time. Yeah. It's just Cleveland's doing nothing about it. It's just... It's also... It's because it's Cleveland. Yeah. It's not the NFL. Yeah. I mean, true. if... if if the Redskins were known as the Red, the, the the Washington Indians, and they still had that same symbol, they would still you would still hear the controversy for it because it's the biggest sport in the United because States. Because I know that Florida State, because they're the Seminoles, they don't get any slack because they are because their know. mascot is an actual Native American, right? right. But they're they, also they, they a Seminoles. Actually, are, actually, people have people have complained about the Seminoles for uh, decades as well. It's just that, but they're they, also they, in Seminole County. Well, that's behind the, the ideal of. They're they're about helping the culture and they're about uh, parading the the culture Travis. of the Seminoles and Travis. they're 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 lifting up the Seminoles and Travis. it's a good thing about the Seminoles. Travis, it's an audio podcast, brother. Nobody yeah. can see your air quotes. <laughs> air quotes are wasted on the podcast. Yeah. We're not we're not recording your video part of the podcast. So, but it's also well, that, in the be. case of in the case of Florida, didn't the Seminole tribe? Yes, basically the, the leaders of the Seminole tribe have granted them their their blessing, yes. you know, their their mascot that comes out on the as on long the as I think it's a, is there, and it's not. I think the difference is the the mascot or the, or the symbol that's in Cleveland is 
much more of a realistic drawing yes. than Chief Wahoo was a cartoon character. Correct. The big cheeks and the every. I mean, it was it was. You look at it now and you're like, how long did you have that? Mm-hmm. Like forty years. I'm not sure if I can support this team anymore. So uh, back to Spider Gwen. Rob Liefeld decided he wanted to. But yeah, Rob Liefeld basically said, "Hey guys." Let's let's just hold hands and sing Kumbaya. The man who has drawn big breasts, no feet for the longest time. Mm, I, I don't think he's ever really been that kind of good girl artist as much as it's not even big breasts. It's the, the top and the shoulders <laughs> are, 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 are disproportionate. Let's say, let's say six inches wide on the page and the waist is maybe three quarters of an inch. And then the legs just taper <laughs> off into nothing. Um but, but but this is like you know, for me, Rob Liefeld making a comment on this is just like you know, I do like this, I just, this is my favorite point. Okay, so he starts. This is Rob Liefeld's uh, statement or whatever on his Facebook page, and it's his quote: "Allow me for a minute to direct this diatribe specifically at my comic book brethren." In recent times, I haven't joined the fray, but this time I have to stand up. Really? Haven't <laughs> joined the fray? He, he, Did you not have a four-day Twitter war with Scott Snyder about mm-hmm. how he wasn't the Batman writer? Uh, <laughs> it's like, it, uh, I, I just finished uh, reading a disturbing rant by a fellow who took, in my humble opinion, uncalled for shots at two stellar talents in my industry, in our industry, Frank Cho and J. Scott Campbell. Let's establish here at the outset that these two are a pair of comic book wizards, visual stylists that have been at the top of the comic book mountaintop and have entertained the masses for nearly two decades. Because that that makes the excuse. Yeah, if you've been in the business, you know, if if Dustin Hoffman all of a sudden just starts spouting off anti Semitic remarks, we're like but he's been around for a couple of years. Hey, yeah, you know, it's, it's okay. Dustin Hoffman. You know, you yeah, can... you know, he was in Tootsie. No. We gotta let him go. Um both men, both men are famous for their renderings of the female physique, an art form once referred to as cheesecake by possibly the best illustrator comic books ever saw, Dave Stevens. <laughs> Campbell and Cho have entertained myself and most of you with their outstanding work on Gen 13, Avengers, Star Wars. What the hell are you, Star Wars? Danger Girl and uh, X-Men over the years. J. Scott Campbell's covers. That's just dumb. <laughs> again, Because I was trying to figure that out too. Again, both are titans in comics and illustration. Having spent entire weekends with both gentlemen on the convention circuit, I can tell you that both men are outstanding human beings. Let me stop right there. I'll say this in the air. I ran into Frank Cho in the first WonderCon in Anaheim. Yeah. That guy's an ass. <laughs> from, my experience, <laughs> from my experience with That both, is Chris's opinion, not that of Nerdables. That is Nerdables' <laughs> official opinion. No, actually, Frank Cho is pretty much an ass. I've heard uh, it, too. From my experiences with both, they are generous, warm, and have a great sense of humor. It has been publicly suggested recently that each stop drawing in their respective styles, equating them with being dirty and perverted. Say what? What's going on here? Is Jessica Rabbit a shameful cartoon to today's audience? Betty Boop? This rhetoric has been increasing of late, and I find it completely distasteful that we are now calling out talents such as Frank Cho, Dre Scott Campbell, Milo Minera for their svelte female figures. Hey, pal, whoever you are, this is a fantasy. It's not real, you know. Thank God, because if it was realistic from Rob Liefeld's drawing, we would all be dead. All of us would be be on the ground crawling because we (laughs) have no feet. All I can remember now is is the Chris Evans uh, Captain America picture. If Rob Liefeld, if Chris Evans was Rob Liefeld's cap and he has that huge shirtless picture of his chest, the little bitty head that that Travis put, guys, I'm so (laughs) swole. 
Uh, let's go back. Hey, pal, whoever you are, this is fantasy. It's not real, you know. We draw warrior men and warrior women. You know, you know who also puts a little sway in their female figures? How about Jim Lee, Mark Silvestri, Eric Larson, Todd McFarlane, Adam Hughes? The list could go on forever. But now each of my comic book brethren are being crucified. And I would suggest that the wide majority of us who support their work get really loud and stand up and say this isn't okay. Don't suggest your fellow artist is somehow below you because he draws a voluptuous figure. These aren't pornographic images. It's just healthy female heroines bent over on top of a, ha- <laughs> a top of a building with their ass stuck up in the air while Spider-Man starts masturbating. <laughs> Did you uh, add that last part? There? Yeah, no, I put that in there. It's just healthy female heroines sometimes illustrated in a dynamic manner or an occasionally cheeky way, quite literally. So I'll end did here he by use, asking did he us use all. Cheeky, really? He did. He said, and a quote, illustrated dynamic manner or an occasionally cheeky way. So I'll end here by asking us all to stand up for two of our own, each who deserves better than threats and suggestions that they change their trademark and very successful styles. I'll tell you what, we could use more comics from Campbell and Cho, two time-tested commercial powerhouses, not less. Now, if you excuse me, I got to turn my hat backwards, put on Jordache jeans, and <laughs> slam a do, brothers. Peace on. What's with the voice? <laughs> Can you not hear? That's exactly how Rob Liefeld talks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Disclaimer, I, not a Rob Liefeld fan. I got that feeling that Rob Liefeld was sitting right here on this couch. It felt like it, didn't it? Yeah. No, Rich's hat is backwards, <laughs> not mine. I knew you were going to say And he's that. wearing jeans. I knew Where's the do, buddy? I There's got to be Mountain Dew somewhere around here. <laughs> I Let's knew slam you were going to say that. Extreme Studios, bro. Slam <laughs> do. Woo, I got kicked out of Image. Seven guys who don't give an F, and then all of a sudden they gave an F about me. <laughs> it's they've totally lost the point of this con- the they've whole thing. They've completely lost the point of it because to say, "Hey, we've been doing this for a long time, so, so it's, it's okay. okay. We should just keep doing it." And that's part of Robin's response too. And right. that thread was basically just because we've done it for so long doesn't mean it's right. Look how Power Girl was drawn for you years. Know, sort of, sort now of the look same at thing. It. According to the Constitution, originally I'm allowed to own black people. <laughs> We all know that's wrong. We changed it. Things went on. We got to a point in the 1860s where someone said, "Hey, yeah. maybe we shouldn't do this anymore." I don't maybe know. Maybe this, this is isn't the rightest, the right thing to do. I don't know if taking the human rightest, beings the rightest. the rightest. I don't know if that's English. That's what I. <laughs> let's put in the Constitution that Rich has to speak English correctly. Hey, hey! Don't keep him down just because he doesn't speak English. That's good. the that's the old. Uh, I have a First Amendment <laughs> right. That's the old uh, Metalocalypse one. You don't have to be. You don't have to spell correctly to be a great speller. <laughs> so, do you see this fight ending anywhere soon? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's already over. Because here's the thing: Robbie Rodriguez is still going to get work. Frank Joe's yes. still going to get work. Yes. J. Scott Campbell's still going to get work. Rob Liefeld sold Bloodsport <laughs> or whatever, so he doesn't need to work anymore. Uh, God, what did he do a cover to recently that I was like, oh my God, why is this, why is this a cover? Did you see my comment that I wrote on there about Rob Liefeld? I think it was to you. About how he just got involved because he wanted, hey guys, remember me? I like the pineapple. <laughs> pineapple is good. And Rob Liefeld's the guy who says, I'm going to buy you a pineapple, but doesn't take the time to first ask if you're allergic to pineapple. <laughs> Great analogy. <laughs> but it's my, a pineapple and it's a yeah. gift. Well, my friend Robert, his his quote on it was, uh, Frank Cho is the guy who pulls, who who's the, is the school kid who pulls someone's ponytail and says it's your fault for not liking your ponytail to be pulled. <laughs> Rob, uh, Rob Robbie is the one, Robbie Rodriguez is the one who got his ponytail pulled and decided to not only knock over the the lunch tray of the guy who pulled the ponytail, but everybody else in the entire, in the entire lunch break. 
And Rob Liefeld's the one who bought everybody pineapple, but didn't bother to ask if they're <laughs> if they're allergic to it or something like that. <laughs> so on that note, I think we need to wrap things up. <laughs> so make sure you t- uh, you tune in the next episode as Chris and I return from Star Wars Celebration. Travis, wait, 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 wait. we're coming back. <laughs> Hopefully not I thought, too I broke. Thought, I thought we were. Mo- oh my god, we're gonna be so broke. That celebration store. <laughs> yep. Oh, the t-shirts. Oh, there's so much stuff going to be there. Oh, Travis, I can't believe you're not going to go to this one. Oh, I can. Travis hates Star Wars. <laughs> what do you like? You only like like one film of it, right? Don't you just like Empire and that's it? The other five are shit. No, he likes the no, Phantom no, no, no. Menace. Episode one is the greatest thing ever made. That's the only one I like. Episode one. <laughs> no, you got to do it in the Rob Liefeld voice. <laughs> episode one might be the greatest Jake, film that's Jake ever been Lloyd made. Jake Lloyd for president, guys. <laughs> I wonder what Jake Lloyd thinks about all. <laughs> So, as Chris and I try to return from Star Wars Celebration, Travis tries to make it two shows in a row, and Ethan shows up. <laughs> yeah, we might have to move it from Monday now that I'm thinking about it. I might not be able to do Monday night. We'll talk about that after. Uh, okay. So, uh, don't forget, uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of this. How many uh, times are we going to keep trying that? Every time, until somebody leaves us a comment. Somebody please leave a comment so we can stop this. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. And remember, nerd- you're on the show so little, it might as well be. <laughs> It'll count. And remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Also, check us out at facebook.com backslash nerdables and Twitter at Nerdables Show. And I will get our website back up and running at some point. You said that last time. It's the, it's the rightest website. It's the rightest website. So, for Travis, Chris, and Ethan, I'm R.A. saying, see you next time.